More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, real resilience. Are challenges in your life or relationships getting you down? We're going to help you find healthy ways to bounce back. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about real resilience, the ability to bounce back in the face of those challenges you're facing in your life or relationships. Are you feeling frustrated about the way someone's treating you? Is a particular challenge you're facing in your life getting you down or, for that matter, making you anxious? Are you feeling discouraged because your efforts to heal a relationship or make a particular change in your life just aren't working out the way you'd hoped. If you're feeling down or just getting worried or fed up about those particular challenges, we want to help you bounce back with the answers you've been looking for. Give us a call today on More to Life, and we'll help you find those grace-filled solutions to knock down the barriers between you and where you want to be in your life and your relationships. Again, the number 877 573-7825. You know, when we are feeling like life is coming at us in a really bad way, we can get so anxious. We can feel so discouraged. And it makes it very difficult, at least very challenging, to be able to say, I'm going to pull myself up and move on and do these things. We really can't have true resilience without God. But how do you do that? How can you connect? Because I'll tell you what, our mind, Satan himself, is going to take everything we go through and just use it as a wide open door to challenge our faith, to challenge our strength, to tell us that God's not going to show up for us, or it's not going to work out for us, or we don't deserve. You know, these are all just such incredible lies meant to deplete us, meant to draw us away from God. But even sometimes as we try to connect with him, we just don't feel that connection. And we just don't know how to handle it. We don't know what to do to get ourselves, to get our family through something that we're going through in a grace-filled way. So if you're struggling today with the anxiety uh, that life is causing you, the frustration that your relationships are bringing into your life or a particular relationship is bringing into your life. If the challenges you're facing in your life are getting to you, getting you down, keeping you from being your best self, 
challenging your relationships in some way, we are here today to give you brand new skills and to connect you with God's grace in a different way. Give us a call today. If you or someone you know that you're trying to support is going through some things and you want resilience to be part of the situation, we're here for you on More to Life. Give us a call at 877 573 Seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Well, you know, you were talking about um, how, especially in relationships, when it's sort of a long term kind of issue that kind of wears us down or yeah. causes anxiety. Last night, uh, we had our monthly live Q and A for Catholic Home. That's Catholic Households on Mission. It's an online family formation platform that we've created to help. Catholic families build more loving, connect, caring, and connected Catholic households. And uh, once a month, we get together with all the parents who are members of the group and just you know, share successes and uh, get advice and just really encourage each other. Uh, and, you know, I just wanted to thank all the members who were participating oh, in that yes. conversation and, you know, just talk a little bit about how, how you know, they're bouncing back. You know, it was, it was great to see all the ways that even though parenting can be hard, even though parenting can be lonely, Catholic parenting in particular can be difficult in today's world. And there are a lot of things that can get Catholic parents down. It was really awesome to see. Uh, so many families, uh, you know, persevering in the power of faith and, you know, facing the challenges that they're going through so gracefully and encouraging each other. So, you know, my, I just want to send out the thanks to all the families who participated in our Catholic Home live Q&A last night uh, and remind all of our listeners that if if you want that support for your family, we'd love to have you become part of the Catholic Home community. You can go to catholichom.com. That stands for Households on Mission. It's CatholicHOM.com and uh, become a premium member of the Catholic home community to take advantage of the ongoing uh, expert coaching support that you can get from our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches, monthly downloadables, tons of self-help videos, a really informed community, uh, and just just great resources. Check it out, CatholicHOM.com. You can download the app today and become a premium member of the Catholic home community. But we're taking your calls right now if you've got parenting questions or really anything. Uh, we're talking about resilience, the ability to bounce back in the face of the challenges we all experience in our life, our relationships, whether you've got a particular problem that's getting you down, making you anxious, or making you feel frustrated. We want to help you bounce back with the answers you've been looking for. The number 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three, seventy eight twenty five. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of five years, looking at creation, salvation history, scripture, uh, and showed how those things point us to God's plan for leading a more abundant life, and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that although the world is fallen, God is working through us to rebuild his kingdom. That rebuilding starts in our lives and our relationships. Pope St. John Paul reminded us that focusing on what God created us and the world to be 
is more important than focusing on what we and the world are today. We tend to get frustrated when we have to deal with problems, challenges, and stressors. Of course that's understandable. But when we look through the lens of the theology of the body, we can see that God is always giving us the grace we need to bounce back in the face of trials and respond in ways that help us cooperate with his grace and make a positive difference. As Christians, we're called to do whatever we can to show the world that God's power is always working in us, even in the middle of persistent problems, and that he is giving us the ability to make whatever challenge we face better, even if it's just in small ways. You know, it's true that some days that work is going to seem harder than others. But there are a few tips we can draw from the theology of the body to persevere even when we start to doubt ourselves or feel worn down or anxious in the face of those difficulties. First, you know, as Lisa was pointing out, we need to keep our eyes not just on what's in front of us, but rather on how God wants to work through us to make the situation into what he wants it to be. That's the reality we need to strive for, not figuring out how we can just accommodate to what is. Second, we need to remember that it's not all up to us. You know, we need to keep bringing the situation to God, not just once, but again and again until it's actually resolved. And ask him not just to deliver us, but to help us discern the next small step. And keep asking him, Lord, how do you want me to deal with this? What do you want me to do next? How can I respond to this next bit of information? Third, we need to lean into virtue. That is, the spiritual strengths God wants to give us. We need to prayerfully ask Lord, what are those strengths or virtues that, that would help me overcome this challenge? Work for my good. Work for the good of the other person and glorify you. And finally, we need to look at failure not as a closed door, but as feedback that we bring back to prayer and then leads us back through these steps. You know, the more we can do this, the more we can find those solutions and fulfill the promise that St. Paul makes in Romans 8.28 that to those who love God, all things will work for the good. Well, let us help you apply those principles in your own life today. If you're struggling in a relationship or the personal situation that's got you feeling down, feeling anxious, feeling a little frustrated, we want to help you bounce back with the answers you've been looking for and find graceful solutions to the challenges in your life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all those situations that are wearing us down, that are causing us to feel anxious, that are making us feel frustrated, those things that, that, that make it hard to persevere in the power of faith and believe that you have answers for us. We bring those situations to you, Lord, and we ask you, yes, to deliver us from those things. But but in the meantime, while we're waiting for that deliverance, we ask you to teach us how to respond to those challenges. Help us to keep your vision in mind and not just see those situations through our eyes, but through your eyes so that we can always know what they could be and not just what they are. Help us to know how to respond to those situations in ways that glorify you, that work for our good, that work for the other people's good, so that in all things we're constantly seeking your will in responding to those situations in ways that help us overcome them. Help us to lean into the virtues that would enable us to be more than overcomers, 
and, and, and really glorify you in our response and help us to view all the feedback, including failure, as just another step on the road so that we can persevere and express the resilience that allows us to glorify you in the way we respond to the challenges of our lives. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, Father and the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Real Resilience. Are the challenges in your life or relationships getting you down, making you anxious, or making you feel frustrated? We want to help you find healthy ways to bounce back and get the grace-filled answers you're looking for. 877 573 7825. Let's talk now with Abby, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. Hi, Abby. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Um, we are um, in the process of uh, working on converting to Catholicism. Uh, my husband and I have decided that we're going to take our CIA this fall. Oh, well, and, well, welcome uh, home. I, oh, thank you. Um, and I am just uh, a little bit nervous about talking to my parents about it because they're um, very difficult if it's not something that they desire. Um, yeah. And uh, I grew up Protestant, and they're extremely um, devout Protestant Christians, and I just know that it's not going to Can I ask you a question there real quick? You, just, you said something, you, and I don't want to gloss over it. You, you said that they can be difficult if, it, if you're doing something <laughs> that anything. they don't want you to do. Uh, it doesn't sound like this is really a religious difference, though. This sounds like it's more of a... Uh, they see you as extensions of their ego, and they get mad when you don't fall in line. That that sounds accurate. That sounds okay. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. So so I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to see if I was reading that. Yeah, because right. then it's also a very that different perspective, yeah. <laughs> right? If they if they respected you as the adult person that you are, as the Christian sister in the Lord that you are, and they just really had an issue around what denomination you were in, and every, that's any one thing. Would, right? That's I mean, one sure. thing entirely, right? Because they raised you a certain way, and this is something unknown to them maybe a little frightening but the respect is there but if they give you a hard time about anything that's not going their way that's a whole different story and a whole different approach in how to deal with them so how can we help you with this i didn't mean to interrupt but go ahead um basically i just want to i guess get some advice on how to gracefully navigate this with them because mm -hmm. i know that they tend to get ugly when things are not the way that they would like yeah so here's the thing that you're going to need to reckon with it, because of what you said okay so so it, it, you know again if if it was if it was the situation lisa was just subscribing right if it was just you know faithful parents who are protestant christian you know their 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 daughter converts to catholicism you know just like anybody any parent that you would you would have concerns you would gosh i don't know i, I feel disappointed that they my child isn't following in the in the path that i thought i raised them in they'd have all but, sorts of concerns but, but could, they respected yeah you. and you could go back to them and say you know mom and dad um you you uh, you raised me to love the Lord and to discern his path for my life and and that's not changing and uh, you know you just have to trust that 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 I am I'm I'm following where God is leading me next and I want and the Holy Spirit is guiding me, me. exactly could yeah, yeah. you pray with us about it you know and we and, can and, continue and, uh, to discuss it as we go through the RCAA process but we want you to be part of it we love you and that's what that a healthy that's, that's what a healthy tension around this issue would look like yes um the problem that you're facing, though, isn't a religious problem. Uh, it's a problem where um, uh, 
parents can be where where parents might your parents might be a little narcissistic, um, a little controlling, uh, and they want what they want, and they won't accept anything else. And if that's really the case, there's no way to tell them this that won't make them angry, and you're going to have to recognize that, uh, and 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 you're going to need to know that it's not about you, you know. Um, there are some people who have this sort of idea in their heads, like I said, that, that, that other people around them are an extension of their own ego. And if, if it's almost like um, you're supposed to be, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, like stop motion. You're supposed to be like a stop motion doll, right? That they can, they can, they, they, they imagine this movie and you're supposed to act in this way and they can position you how they want. And, and if, you, if you don't comply with that, then you're doing the wrong thing. Um, and, and that's, of course, not a healthy view of anybody because, and especially in light of the theology of the body, it, it, it reminds us that we're people, not things, right? And, and so anybody who says they love us should be working for our good, not trying to manipulate us or bully us or overpower us. So in this situation, you know, you're, you're going to have to reconcile yourself with the fact that there's no way to tell them that won't make them mad. Uh, and you have to recognize that that's not about you. It's about their perception of what you should be. Uh, which is very very unhealthy, uh, and, and that you can't be that. And that whether you were making a decision about this or anything else, you would get the same reaction. And so your attitude has to be, I love you guys. I understand that you have concerns. This is where the Lord is leading us. Um, and if you love me, you'll find ways to uh, support me and ask respectful questions and, and talk about it together. If you can't do that, then I'm going to have to start setting boundaries on our relationship. And that would make me sad because I don't, I don't want you to be less a part of our lives. Um, but, I, but I can't have you in my life as much. I'm not saying you cut them off. I'm saying you, no, I can't have you in my life as much if you're undermining my faith journey, if you're undermining my marriage, if you're undermining my decisions, if you're undermining my adulthood or my very existence. I, I, you know, I, I can't do that. So, guys, I love you. I'm grateful for the faith that you've given me and the, and the ability you've given me to discern where God is calling me next. I would love for you to pray with us through all this, and we'd be able to come and talk to you about it. We wouldn't be trying to convert you, but we'd be sharing where the Lord is taking us because we respect your faith so much and your love so much. But if, if you, you can't do but that, if you can't do that, then we're going to have to set some boundaries here, guys, and and, well, and also, be sad. Also, you can let them know if you can't do that, you're really putting up boundaries between us because I won't be able to be as spiritually and emotionally open to you as as I would really love to be. So let them know that you're not punishing them; that it's their choice to be setting those boundaries between you because they're not being supportive. So, so the main shift that I'm asking you to make is this idea of, gosh, I'm going to be doing something wrong if I tell them this. It's, it's no, you have a right to expect their support, even though it's a challenge. You have a right to expect their respect, even though it's difficult. Uh, and if they don't give it to you, then you have a right to set appropriate boundaries with that. So that's a little different way of thinking about it. Uh, than than um, you know than you have been. And for the record, I would say the same thing. If you if if somebody were calling and saying you know you, the, the, you were Catholic and converting to, to Protestantism, yeah, I, I think I, that's I, important. I would want to, to I would want you to be Catholic, but I've got to respect your journey, right? And I've got to and I've got to focus on what how how healthy people deal with this disconnect and this tension. So, Abby, I thank you so much for the call again. Welcome home. Uh, we'll be praying for you uh, and your journey through RCIA. And if there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out. 
All right, folks, we have to take a break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls at 877-573-7825 about bouncing back from the challenges you're facing in your life or relationships. If something is wearing you out, making you feel anxious or frustrated about the way things are turning out, let us help you find grace-filled solutions to those challenging questions. We'll be back in just a minute. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. You know, we talk story with each of our very unique guests for the whole hour so that you can go deep with us as you yourself pursue your own story of heroic virtue and as you pursue intimacy with God. The Bear Wozniak Adventure, Saturday night, 6 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is the Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Real Resilience as we talk about how to bounce back from the challenges we're facing in our life or relationships. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Rachel Watkins. She is the developer of the Little Flowers Girls Club and Mom of Eleven. Hi, Rachel. It's so good to have you with us today. Glad to be here. Now, Rachel, when we talk about resilience, you know, a lot of us think about it in terms of, okay, we need to prepare for, you know, stuff that could go wrong. Your husband actually works in conjunction with FEMA. What does FEMA tell us about preparing for things that could go wrong? And how does it apply to families? Emergency planning. Emergencies are going to happen to all of us because life is imperfect. But we're not talking in families of the floods and the fires, although those are real. Have a team. They tell us you're not never alone. And if you haven't developed a team approach in your family, then you're really missing out on being able to go through challenges and then coming out on the other side even better. So You know, I, I just you when have... I when I hear you say this, I kind of see two scenarios in my head. Either you kind of build that firm foundation of a family through your rituals, through your routines, the things you do together, which I want you to break down for us. 
and you manage to make it through the hard times together, whatever those are, or you don't. And then you're scrambling when something rough happens and you can't piece it together in the midst of the chaos, right? Exactly. And a team approach means that everyone knows what's going on. It's not an overseer, a dictator who I've got all the secrets in my head and I'm not going to share it with anyone, but that everyone knows what's going on. And you've developed that habit of prayer and of the sacraments, that we're in this together. We are developing a team of strength, trusting in God and loving each other to endure the challenges that come your way. So develop real concrete habits of prayer, evening prayer all together. Maybe it's better in your family if you do it in the morning before everyone heads off to school or to chores, but your family knows that you're praying together. But not only the sacraments, making sure you get to Sunday Mass, but develop habits of laughter and joy and fun, because those are what you can turn to and rely on when an unexpected death happens or an unexpected illness or unemployment. You have real strong memories of praying together, but of laughing together that can buoy you up, you know, kind of when the flood of the world comes into your house. I love the fact, because we often just focus on, you know, okay, we have to have this great relationship with God as a family. But if we ignore making happy memories, laughing together, becoming, you know, true companions and friends along the way with each other, then it's just going to fall apart. We're even, even sometimes can be tempted into just going into our own private prayer corners when we're going through something and we lose each other. And that's particularly difficult on marriages and parent-child relationships. We lose that family essence. But if we're doing this during the good times, having fun together, working alongside of each other in a good and happy way, praying together, really, you know, not just saying words at God, but really having that family prayer time and and participating in the sacraments together. We are doing what FEMA tells us to do in an emergency situation. We are building things the right way so that they can sustain through difficult times. Rachel, thanks so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. We appreciate your insights. and Please give our love to Matt and the whole family. God bless. God bless you. And we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. Whether we're talking about, well, really, it doesn't matter, relationships, personal struggles. If you're dealing with a challenge that is wearing you down, making you feel frustrated, or causing you to worry and feel anxious, we're here to help you bounce back and find the grace-filled answers you've been looking for. Give us a call. It's 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. We'll be back with your calls and questions about bouncing back. But more to life continues right after the break. Do you rely on energy drinks to give you a boost? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Sales of energy drinks continue to grow rapidly, up to $20 billion yearly. Manufacturers are often promoting these drinks as a healthy alternative to other drinks like sugary soda and sports drinks. Energy drinks can be low in sugar and calories, but are high in caffeine. Some 12-ounce energy drinks have 200 milligrams of caffeine. That's about the same as two Red Bulls, two cups of coffee, or six cans of cola. Drinks have even been included in some school lunchrooms. So what's the big deal? Adults should have no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. And doctors recommend 
recommend that for kids age 12 to 18, no more than 100 milligrams a day. Under age 12, no caffeine at all. It's easy to bust through these suggested amounts daily. Heart and sleep issues can arise. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on energy drinks at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popchak. Do you want to influence your adult kids? Make sure that the relationship you have is deep enough to contain the conversations you're trying to have. Sometimes a relationship, though pleasant, can be too small to comfortably fit the big questions we want to discuss. Trying to have deep conversations in a shallow relationship is like buying a couch that's twice as big as your living room. It might be a great couch, but trying to make it fit is going to be awkward at best. This is why it's so important to work harder on your relationship with your adult kids than on the things you want to say to them. The more you focus on building a deep and loving relationship with your adult kids, the more likely they'll be to accept you as a mentor. To learn more, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled Real Resilience as we talk about bouncing back from those challenging situations we all face in our life, our relationships. If you're dealing with a particular problem that's getting you down, making you feel frustrated, causing you to worry or feel anxious, we want to help you bounce back with grace-filled answers. Give us a call. The number 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Alexis, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas. Alexis, welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Thank you. Um, So I'm calling because my husband and I, um, we have four kids, and our oldest is eight she'll be nine in september Uh and my husband and i tend to i guess disagree and butt heads a lot um when it comes to parenting particularly our oldest um and um i my husband i guess many times feels like i kind of i get get in the way when he's trying to parent and um and i just a lot of times what happens is I feel like he talks to my daughter 
sarcastically or not loving or respectfully. And so I call him out on it. And there are times where he's receptive. And then I see, you know, efforts on his part to try and change the way he speaks to her. And then there's times where I know he's trying to be patient. And so maybe he's not talking to her in such a harsh manner, but there's still like sarcasm or attitude. And so, for instance, last night when I did call him out on it, he um, felt like I was just being nitpicky. Um, and can you give me an example, just just so I have a sense sure. of it? Like, can you give me an example of what was he saying to your daughter? What came off as sarcastic so, or critical? Yeah, so, um, so I was cooking dinner, and he was trying to uh, calm the baby. She's, she's a year old. And so he was, she was a little fussy because she wanted to be with me. And so he was trying to play with her, and my oldest daughter was there just in the kitchen while I was cooking. And, and so she just said to him, I don't think she likes that. That's what my daughter told my husband. And my, I had just heard my husband like kind of like speak to himself. I don't need, I don't need to hear, I'm gonna go over there because I want to hear these smart alley remarks. And so not at that moment, later, like once I didn't address anything at that time, but later on um, I told him, if I don't think it's helpful, or I don't remember how I said it, but like for you to be saying it's smart, Alex, she was just merely saying, I don't think the baby likes that. I don't, he goes, okay, well, fine, maybe not smart, Alex, but it wasn't helpful, he told me. And so then in a later time that evening, she, at another point, this was another instance, he said, we're going to start kicking um, bedtime back, like the bedtime routine going to like 7.35 instead of our current 740 and my daughter just goes oh i already knew that and so then he comes back and says um okay isa just so you know i didn't ask you i didn't ask you if you knew so it's little things like that and he's he's told me he's shared with me before that he finds it difficult he finds her difficult to talk to to deal with he's he's shared with me that he feels like her personality just is annoying that she seems to be like a little know-it-all so this is all playing on all the time, and it's it's hard because sure. I don't want my daughter like it. I don't want her to be affected negatively. You know, growing up being taught to like she's an annoyance or she's yeah. everything she says. And so, I mean, we're reading the book Parenting Your Kids with Grace, the okay. the you know the years, the younger years yeah. the, before the teens, and we we read it together, my husband and I. And again, oh, awesome. I see okay, changes. Yeah. Um, and the way he, you know, talks and, and when we, but at mm -hmm. the same time, like this, those little things come about and it's, I don't know what to do. Cause, and I told him, I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm really not, honey. Like, sure, I sure. Just, you know, so here's yeah. no no I, I'm right where you where you're at this is, this is terrific thank you so much for your call and and I have we have some suggestions for you and some some resources one thing I want to say you guys are so far ahead of so many other callers on this because you are trying to be on the same page you know usually we get a call like this and it's you know the husband doesn't want to read anything you know or, or it could be the wife but whatever one parent doesn't but want to read anything whoever's sort of causing like a stonewalling or critical issue is usually the one who's like nope I'm fine I don't need to don't give change me any anything Advice, don't give me any books. Yeah. I don't need any help. And you your just get out of my way. Doing yeah. that. He <laughs> no. is actually taking, you know, your input in this, just you know, not when he's elevated in some way. So, so yeah, so you know. so the first thing that I'd like you guys to talk about is is how to talk about this, right? To to sit down and say, Look, um, 
I have a hard time knowing how to say something to you that doesn't feel critical to you. How how could I how you know, could you please help me figure out how could we communicate about this in a way that doesn't make you feel picked on? I want to make sure you feel respected and loved by me and supported. I want you to know that I do think you're a good dad, but I'm communicating the times where I see things we should work on together badly. How can I say this? And the reason you want to say that, and you want to say to him, what words can I use? Is there a signal I can give you when, when I feel like maybe you're parenting from a point of heightened emotion rather than thoughtfulness? Can I touch you on the shoulder? Can I use a particular code word? Is there, what do you need from me so you feel supported, but we can communicate on what we're trying to do by reading this book together to give her, give her a sense of herself, give her a sense of being respected, but also be able to disciple her and parent her through stuff so that she's not coming off as obnoxious to you or anybody else. Now, this is a two-part thing. So that's the first part of it. The second part, um, based on his response, so, so what will either happen is that, you know, you'll be able to come up with something or, you know, he'll say something and then you do it and it doesn't work, right? He continues to come. And in that case, you, you kind of call him out and you, you can say gently, look, um, all the things that um, I'm all, that I'm doing that you've told me to do to try to bring things to your attention that won't make you feel criticized aren't working. You're still feeling criticized, uh, so I need us to kind of get some help to figure out what to do about that, right? You know, and and maybe we need to talk to somebody because you're not you're not really being honest with me about how you know about um, ways I can engage you on this issue. You just sort of giving me the message that you want me to go away and not, not bring it up at all. And that's not okay. So we can either figure out a way to talk about this that you don't feel picked on or criticized, or we're going to need to get some help to figure out how to do that. So my hope is based on what you've already shared that, that, that he's going to be in the, the, you know, in the camp that gives you some positive ways to engage him. And you guys can kind of do that. But the way you would need to, the way you would know if you need more help is if, you try that and it's not working. Now, the second thing I want you to do, when we feel like, when we have that sort of tension with one of our kids in particular, um, it's always because it's bringing up something in, in us. It, it, that child is reminding us of something we don't like about ourselves or something we were shamed for when we were kids. So I want you to look in, in, the, in Parenting Your Kids with Grace and also in Parenting Your Teens with Grace for, for other listeners who, who uh, might be in a different stage of parenthood. Uh, we, have a, we have a section in the book called Parenting as a Healing Enterprise. And we talk about how God wants to use our parenting life to heal us as well. Um, that doesn't mean putting your kids in the position of taking care of you. What it means is, you know, how do you reflect on your reactions to your kid in a way that allows God to heal the wounds that we carry from our own families of origin. You and know, still parent them through it. Still create a, a parent-child relationship that disciples them, that teaches them, that allows you to have authority in their lives, but heals whatever it is and whatever caused the reactions we're having as parents, because we all have them. We all have things that God wants to heal in us. So I, I, since you already have the book, I'd love for you to check out that section together. In fact, you can just jump ahead to it and you know, pick up where you left off later. But, but, but go, go through that section, especially I want you to look at the, 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 four, column, or excuse me, the, the four question exercise in that section of the book. That, that there are four questions that we, that we suggest parents ask themselves when they're having those kind of reactions to their kids. To be able to kind of quickly get at the root of why they're feeling that way about the kid, 
uh, what what that's bringing up inside themselves and how they can begin to heal that. Um, but the the thing to keep in mind, anytime you have that reaction toward one of your children, oh gosh, I, this kid in particular drives me crazy. She's the one who, you know, he's the one who, it's not really about them. <laughs> it's about the fact that they are bringing up something in you that you either don't like about yourself or that you were shamed for when you were growing up. And this kid is doing, is reminding you of that and, and you hate that in them. Uh, but that, but, and that's not going to improve until you deal with the wound inside yourself. And that's why we have that whole section on parenting as a healing enterprise in Parenting Your Kids with Grace, uh, because we want to really talk through how God wants to use even those difficult relationships we have with our kids to draw us closer to him and to our kids. Well, Alexis, I want you to remember that you are in a much better place than a lot of parents because he is actually reading this alongside of you. It means there's, there's an openness in his heart that he wants to be a good husband and father. So affirm that in him. You know, when you're sitting down reading the book, not as a form of manipulation, but really just say to him, I appreciate that you're doing this with me so much. I am so grateful to you that we are on the same page to becoming better Catholics, better parents, being able to do this well. And I just want to really support you through it. So I I want to know how to talk to you about it. Now, there are two resources I want to offer to you that will support the things that we're saying and the things that you're reading and parenting your kids with grace. The first one we talked about briefly at the top of the show when we mentioned our Catholic Home Live Q&A that we had last night. If you go to CatholicHOM.com or you download the Catholic HOM app and become a, either way, become a premium member of the community, Every day, you can ask questions of our, of our Catholic Family Life Coaches. You can interact with other families who are working hard to build loving, caring, connected Catholic households on mission. You can get downloadable resources and watch self-help videos. It's just it's a, it's a one-stop shop for everything any Catholic family needs, honestly. Truly. To, to, to build a, a lot more loving, faithful Catholic home, to answer discipline questions, to deal with you know faith questions that come up. It's, it's a terrific platform. And so many of the members of our community, which is growing, but is so close knit in its growth because they're sharing so much every day. And especially we saw it last night in our live live stream with them. People are realizing very much like, oh, this is bothering me because I went through this with my mother, grandparents, sibling, whatever. It's triggering me in some way. How can I get through this and be a better parent? And it's not counseling. No. It's just just support. we're sharing. Everybody's beginning to realize that this is a kind of a universal experience. And then we're all dealing with, okay, so what do we do next? How do we change this? I think you will find it a a huge resource for you and your husband. Uh, and I'll tell you what, if you go to CatholicHOM.com, you can become a premium member. We'll give you a free month, and anybody who's listening can do this too. You use the coupon code one month. It's o- all caps, all one word, O-N-E-M-O-N-T-H, and you can get a, get a free month. Uh, the other, and if, if you find you need more support beyond that, you can learn more about our t- pastoral telecounseling practice at CatholicCounselors.com. But I think you can run with the suggestions that we're making here, Alexis, uh, but if you need more support, like I said, check out that chapter, uh, the section on parenting as a healing enterprise and uh, parenting your kids with grace. But I really encourage you to, to be part, come part of the Catholic home community, CatholicHOM.com, because uh, we have... Uh, in fact, the, my my podcast, the Beatitudes, and for your husband, Lisa has Mompidence, uh, or you know. So, plus we have a podcast for Catholic Home. 
uh, every week. So you know, lots and lots and lots of resources that really speak exactly to the kind of questions that you're asking. And, 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 the, and the goal that you're both trying to achieve here, you know, you're both faithfully working through your stuff to try to be more godly and effective parents. And, and that's exactly what the community's for. And the husbands are really active over there. Yeah, the dads great. are incredibly active over there. So I think it will really help your husband feel supported feel i i get the sense that he feels like his power is being taken away when he's challenged by your daughter in certain ways he'll be with other men who are asking these questions and he'll realize this is not you know a diminishment of his masculinity or his ability as a father because he'll get that support i think that it will really bring you guys to a much better place with all of this and bring healing to the whole family yeah i don't want to beat it to death but frankly this you're the family you're that you're exactly the kind of family that we created that will benefit so so much i hope you'll check it out uh we'd love to see you there anyway uh, either way you're on the right track and these suggestions will get you started and if there's more we can do for you don't hesitate to call us back here on the show thanks so much uh we are taking your calls listeners at 877-573 7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're dealing with a challenge in your life or relationships that's yeah, wearing you down, causing you to feel worried or anxious, or just making you feel frustrated, we want to help you bounce back with the grace-filled answers you've been looking for. The number is 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Okay, and this verse is really important because when, when we're talking with clients in, in the pastoral counseling practice um, and, and they're, they're feeling worn down or anxious or frustrated in the face of the challenges they're experiencing in their life or relationships, what we often hear is, I just don't know what else to do. Okay. Um, and, and and what what they what they what they really mean by that is I don't know what I can do to solve the problem. I don't know the one big thing I can do to make it all go away. What Saint Paul is reminding us here in, in Galatians is it's it's not really up to us to figure out what the solution is. It's our job to figure out what what would doing good look like in this situation. What would working for the good of this person look like? How how could we challenge that person to more effectively be a better person? How could we more effectively challenge ourselves to be better? How could we more effectively work for the greater good in this situation? Not just putting up with or tolerating, but really working through, right? And so when St. Paul says, let us not grow weary of doing good, that's what he's talking about. In any situation, it's not, how do I solve the problem? How do I get this person to leave me alone? How do I stop hurting? It's, what good do I do? How can I respond to this in a way that works for my good, works for their ultimate good, works for the, common, the, 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 the ultimate good of the situation? And the more we do that, the clearer our answers become. With that, we've got to go to break. When we come back, we're taking your calls about resilience and bouncing back with grace-filled answers to the challenges you face. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue in just a minute. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. As a Catholic dad, I know how frustrating parenting can be. 
but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert support with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along with each other and love the Lord, downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, a supportive community of faithful Catholic parents, and tons of other benefits, like my Beatitudes podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We are here. It is a Friday. We are a little, little feeling that. Yeah, feeling Friday, huh? But we are totally here with you right now on More to Life. If you are, yeah, sure are. needing your resilience, if you are feeling like you are just lagging with the stuff that you are going through, if you're frustrated with how somebody's treating you or a situation that you're in, life is getting to you. We're here to help you tap into God's grace and get new skills. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. And I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I am Lisa Popchak. And right now we're talking with Linda, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hey, Linda. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Well, um... I probably just need spiritual counseling, but I'm kind of having a hard time getting a hold of that. Um, yeah, you okay. sound like you're really struggling. What's so going on? So just in the interest of time, you told our screener that, that you had always felt a call to religious life and had spent some time in a convent about six years ago, but you didn't take any vows, But and now you're engaged. Congratulations. And the wedding's in December, but but you're feeling anxious about that. So what what, what can we help you with in that situation? Yeah, um... I don't know if I'm just dressing, but if it's just that I, since I was a kid, I mean, I wanted, I, I never envisioned getting married. I never envisioned having a family. I always just desired, you know, religious life and, um, or consecrated life. But this and, didn't just happen to you, right? You chose it, right? Because you were in a convent and you left and now you're engaged. So it's it's not like you, you these things just magically happened. You you made decisions that led you to this place, right? So what's causing you to doubt yourself now? Um, well, no, I didn't choose to leave. They asked me to leave. Mm. Okay. Um, which probably sounds like red flags, but um, yeah, I, I never wanted to leave. 
in the first place. Um, I think it was hard for me to honestly just accept the fact that I had to come back home and um, redo my life. And, um, and, and it's just the fact that I, even though I, I, I love my fi- I love my fiance and everything. It's just real. I re- hear other girls and I realize how much they desire motherhood and they desire um, marriage. And I, I, I don't think I've ha- come to the point where I'm like, oh, I, I really want to be my mother because I wanted that my whole life. It's just not like that. So, Linda, I, I apologize because we've only got three minutes before they, they play us out. So I just want to ask this. Um, the, 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 the convent asked you to leave, and I don't want you to get into too many details here. I don't want to put you on the spot. But, but there, there were certain issues, right, that came up in the, in the course of your formation uh, that, that they identified. Yeah, um, I, I struggle with organization and um, still to this day, to be honest, um, just uh, time management like things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I mean, I, I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm asking you that question is because I, I can't help but wonder if some of, if you know if some of those issues aren't getting in the way of this as well. Um, now, first of all, I would say that you know your fiance certainly deserves and you deserve uh, uh, the ability to make a real commitment. You know, so it's it's not you know if you don't feel like you're ready to get married, then I think you need to be honest with them now. And say, look, I, I need some time to figure this out and to figure out what's what's getting in the way, uh, because you don't want to go ahead with something that you're going to regret later. Uh, and I do think, as you said earlier in the call, that you might need some uh, some pastoral counseling to really kind of sort through some of these things. Um, but I, 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 you know, I, I want you, you know, if you really do feel a call to the religious life, then the answer to being, you know, asked to leave the convent was is to work on those issues. Is to say, you know, okay, well, this is what I'm called to, and and now I've identified the thing that I need to overcome in order to fulfill that call. Um, but but instead, what's sort of happened is it's like, well, I guess I can't do that, so I guess I'll default to this other thing, and that's not really a decision, right? And that's why you're feeling anxious because you didn't so much decide for marriage as you've slid into it. Uh, and when we slide into something, we don't ever feel confident about it or don't feel good about it. We have to be able to choose it consciously. And so my suggestion to you would be to work through these particular issues that stopped you from being able to be successful in religious life and then decide what, what you're called to from that perspective because that was information that, that, you, could, that you needed to use on, on the road to discerning your vocation. Right? It wasn't just the door slammed in your face. It was saying, hey, Linda, these are things you need to fix before you can go on to pursue a, a vocation in any way. Uh, and so th- that's the challenge, right? Um, without you being able to say, I decided for this relationship, as opposed to, you know, well, I felt like the door was slammed in my face, so I guess this is what I have to do now. That's where you're at, and that's where the anxiety and that's where the doubt's coming from. You're sliding into your marriage instead of deciding for it. Uh, so, so I really challenge you and encourage you to, to be honest with your fiance about where you're at and about and pursuing some good pastoral counseling that's going to really help you discern clearly what your vocation is and what you need to do to pursue that faithfully. Thanks so much for the call. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about how we can help you find faithful responses to this challenge. And you can work with a faithful professional Catholic counselor to transform situation. And that goes for you listeners as well. If you're struggling in, in, to really live a more faithful and abundant life, contact us at catholiccounselors.com to learn how our team can help you pursue that more 
grace-filled, abundant marriage, family, or personal life. CatholicCounselors.com. Then get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.